Blog Talk Radio. to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the episode you've been waiting for. If you were hoping that the show would be featuring better Peter and Kevin's <laughs> than normal, then this this is definitely the one you want to listen to. Uh, I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yay! And those names will be very important this week. <laughs> As yes, our top will. ten... Is going to be uh, if I'm going to do a top ten Kevin's and you're going to do your top ten Pete's slash Peters, <laughs> which does not mean Wiener in this case, because that'd be a totally different list. That it would. <laughs> so we're going to kind of you know look at the people we share a name with and uh, and list them off the ones that we like, the ones that we're proud to share a name with. Whether they're uh, like mm. celebrities or fictional characters, either one. This is true. Uh, I've learned that there's not very many uh, Peters <laughs> uh, in the non-fictional universe that I wanted to put on my list. So yeah, there's certainly a lot of them, a lot of famous Peters, but I can see maybe them not being <laughs> people that you're like, oh god, I love that guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You'll see my list, and it's very like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you see it, how you felt about Pete and Pete and Nickelodeon, but that could be half your list right there. Well, thankfully, well, no spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers, guys, no spoilers. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> and I guess as we uh, as we go along, we can kind of see like my number ten and your number ten, and just see which of which group would make the better podcast? <laughs> see if oh. you know, like our number are as they line up. Kind of see how they would be as they, if they had their own show. Um. Yeah, I'm not against that idea. I didn't really order mine <laughs> from one to ten, though. I mean, I do have a one, but the other ones are just like, man, really. Okay, that's fine. Randomness is the number two. <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> I'll try to number them as I go. From the best to the worst. Sweet. But yeah. Yeah, they don't have to be like, you know, like super, super strict order. Not really important. Yeah. All right, I guess but, let's get into it. I should probably find this theme song. It's been a while since we played it. Um, there it is. Three, 
Hello, women. This is number eight. Now you can all lay them straight. Open the door to your fuzzy elephant. Nine, ten. Never sleep again. All right. Um, yeah. why don't you start us off with your whatever is passing for number ten? <laughs> Whether they're number ten all or right. not, but whichever one you want to do first. Yeah, so my number 10, um, well, I do have one honorable mention. Um, I'm putting St. Oh. Pete in my honorable mentions. Or St. Peter, <laughs> rather. St. Pete. Wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you guys were so tight that you're like, yeah, St. Pete. <laughs> yeah, St. Pete. He's my, he's my hero. He's my hero. Um, but, yeah, St. Peter, put him in there. But uh, for my number 10, I put Peter Griffin. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's guy. a good one. So he's pretty great. Everybody knows him. He's a he's a cool cat. He's not a cat though, but he's pretty cool. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that choice. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, he's one of the best characters on that show. <laughs> I agree. Very good. Very good. All right, my number ten. Um, this is probably my uh, my weakest one on this list, but I felt he deserved to be there just for his, his contribution to uh, my life, especially growing up. Um, but I went with for my number ten, Kevin Eastman, uh, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> who actually, oddly enough, you know who the other co-creator of uh, Ninja Turtles was? Nope. It was Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. <laughs> oddly enough. Oh. There we go. <laughs> that should have been number 10 then. I should have. <laughs> should make them do podcasts together. But now we have to do Kevin Eastman yeah. and Peter Laird. it just be all Ninja Turtle talk. <laughs> Remember that time we made Ninja Turtles? Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> we sure got a lot of money out of that. Hell yeah. High five. <laughs> Guys, this is episode 347. <laughs> He's still telling that story. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's cool <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how I don't know what a Peter Griffin and uh Kevin Eastman podcast would sound like cuz honestly I don't know what Kevin Eastman sounds like or uh <laughs> much about the man other than, you know, his his creation. I don't think I've ever seen like an interview with him or anything like that. He's not that kind of famous. He doesn't need to be. He's got the internal money now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he swims in like a turtle-shaped pool on his backyard. Yep. Oh, God, that'd be so cool, though. It would be. Oh, man. I want that now. All right, moving on to my number nine. Sounds good. Ooh, all right. This one's, gonna, this one's a little bit of a stretch, but I did like him on the show. Uh, this is Peter Petrelli from the show Heroes. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you watch this no. show at all? I would imagine you have. 
I did. I actually, I think I've seen all of the seasons, even when they brought it back for that, like, shitty, <laughs> like, half a season, whatever that was, like, two years ago. Um, I can't remember offhand which one Peter was. Though. Was he Milo Ventimiglia or the uh, the other guy, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy? Uh, he was the main, main character. So this is actually the character's name from the show, Peter. <laughs> so... So he was the one uh, where his brother was the one who can fly, and then he would absorb the powers from everybody. Yeah, okay. So he was not the one that was running for Senate. He was the other brother. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what Agent Shield is. I don't know what that means. But, yeah, that's the one from uh, <laughs> uh, who can absorb the powers, which is super cool. Um I liked him on the show. It was always, like, suspense. He was probably a little too suspenseful and too filled with drama, but I enjoyed him on the show. Um, and I love the first season of that show. It was really good, uh, even though I feel yeah. like there should have been more superpowers. It was still a really good show. Very good. Yeah, they're kind of introducing it, I guess, at that point. They didn't want to go overboard right away. <laughs> they kind of did go right. overboard as the seasons progressed and just got stupid. Yeah. Uh, did it, did that first season is pretty. Season? Yeah, um, it was uh, probably two or three years ago now. They had a, a new season, and uh, it was not very good. <laughs> uh, not very good at all. It was like a lot yeah. of the characters were like you know either dead or missing. Uh, some of them were just being weird, like evil for weird reasons that didn't make sense. It was just like, what the fuck happened to this show? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I didn't watch it. I know that they were coming out with one. I just didn't. And I didn't know when it was. But I yeah, it was terrible. They just like pooped it out immediately. <laughs> I feel like, and I, I remember. I don't think. It, I think it ended in a stupid place too. And then, you know, like probably pulled like a X Files thing where they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this again, but nobody wanted to, and <laughs> just kind of ended there. Yeah, that's my number nine, Peter Petrelli. That's a good one. That is a pretty cool superpower, unless you live in a like you have that power in a world where nobody else has powers. Like if you're just in our world, like I could have that power and just not know it. Because <laughs> there's no other super people to to draw upon. <laughs> unless I can draw from their sweet hobbies and talents, like I could do sleight of hand much better now because I touched David oh, Blaine. That'd be great. That would be pretty sweet. The worst is if you like had like the only way you can get it is you had to jerk the other guy off. <laughs> this is the weirdest power ever. Yeah, yeah, keep jerking. <laughs> I would never be able to actually gain any powers because I don't want to do that. If you want a giant dick <laughs> like Ron Jeremy, you have to go jerk him off. <laughs> All right. Now I have your power. <laughs> and it only lasts three minutes. Aw. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird, weird, weird. But yeah, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine. Going to go with uh, Kevin Arnold. Uh, this is one of my fictional entries on here. But Kevin Arnold from the show Wonder Years. Uh, played by oh, okay. good old Fred Savage. 
Yeah, he's pretty great. I used to love that show when I was a kid. That was a good show. Yeah, that was a great show. And then, like, the older version of him was voiced by Daniel Stern, which is just fucking nuts. <laughs> when you realize that he played his father in fucking Little Monsters. Little Monsters, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. I don't know which came first, but somebody was paying attention and doing shit right with that with that casting choice. Uh, Little Monsters came first. Did it really? Yeah. I guess that's probably right. I feel like Kevin Arnold was a little bit older by the time that show started. Yeah. That was such a great show, though. And then, like, that last episode of that show is still, like, emotionally scarring because it's just, like, <laughs> it's a real kick in the pants. He's spending all this time, like, oh, show. Kevin Arnold and, and Winnie, they're going to get together and, you know, be together forever, but it doesn't end up that way. <laughs> They are together but for a good while, and then like, they break up in that last episode, and they're just like, oh, maybe they'll get back together, because they're doing the whole thing at the end. Like, here's what happens later on. Like, oh, and then my dad died two years later, and it's like, oh, that sucks. And then it's like, oh, and then, but, you know, Winnie went to, to design school over in Paris, but we kept in touch. And he's like, okay, maybe they'll get back together. And it's like, I even went to go pick her up at the airport with my wife and my kids. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't do this to me. (laughs) So sad. I mean, I guess that's probably more realistic, like how many people actually, like, marry someone who, like, (laughs) was right down the street from them when they were, like, six. But just it was was bad times. (laughs) It's true. All righty. That's a good one, though. Yeah. I, I need to watch that show, though, because I have on. not ever seen that show. I've seen, like, some Oh, episodes. it was really good. I'm not going to say it's, like, Freaks and Geeks good, but it's kind of like the original Freaks and Geeks. Probably not quite as funny, because it was more trying to be just, like, a, you know, like a comedy drama thing, whereas I feel like that one was oh, gotcha. even more just comedy. But it's a good show. Really likable cast. Including the brother who was in that one movie that you love. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Pee Wee. <laughs> he was great in there. Uh, what a little I don't asshole. Say it. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> All right, what's your number eight, I'm Judgy not- McJudgerson? <laughs> I'm not judging, man. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. My number eight is, this one's interesting. So apparently, so my number eight is Pete from the Goofy movie. Uh, mm. He's like the Goofy in the movie. But I learned today that apparently, like everybody's an animal in the Disney world or universe or whatever. So um, Pete's no different, but apparently he's a werewolf. What? <laughs> yeah. He's wow. I thought he was some kind of a dog, but not a werewolf. Yeah, which makes no sense, really, because a werewolf is just a man who becomes a wolf. <laughs> so, That's know. true. So does that he become a man like here. during the daytime? He just has to work at night? No. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> 
You got to keep them under your thumb, goof. That is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I admit that that does hold up. It totally does. It reminds me of, uh, uh, it's just like straight up 90s. Yeah, that's for sure. With the music and the, the, like the, not like the acting, but like the clothing that everybody wears and just like how everybody acts in the movie. It's just, yeah, that's, that's 90s. Yep. <laughs> it's weird because they haven't really tried to do that much with other Disney characters, but then that one time during the 90s, they're like, oh, let's have Goofy have like a son who's like all 90s about it. Right. But. Yeah, I mean, that movie's great. Totally holds up. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. That was my number eight. Pete, he's pretty great in the movie. <laughs> pretty enjoyable to watch. So uh, good, he doesn't even need a last name. No, just, he's known as Pete the Werewolf. <laughs> That's so weird. I know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm very disturbed now. But <laughs> that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> My number eight is uh, Kevin Malone. This is another fictional character. Uh, Kevin Malone from The Office. Uh, the American oh. version of The Office. Yeah. So I had not, I was like totally against the show the entire time it was on. I was like, this looks fucking stupid. I don't know why this is a thing. <laughs> it needs to stop. But eventually, in recent years, someone talked me into watching it, and I just started watching it, and it is pretty damn good. Um, I did really enjoy it. And Kevin Malone, uh, he was pretty – he was definitely one of my favorite characters on that show. Uh, he's an accountant, so <laughs> that's pretty – I mean, oh, obviously I'm going to like an accountant named Kevin. <laughs> that rings true. And uh, he was just kind of very, um, like, bald and fat and stupid. <laughs> and just always, like, he talked to, like, re- this really weird, like, Cookie Monster voice. Like, I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> it was just very weird. And uh, it really worked. And he was just very funny because he was, he was so dumb, pretty much. They played him as very stupid and, and always making, you know, <laughs> always very hungry. Like, there was one time I remember he was singing, like, an Alanis Morissette song, and they were doing karaoke, and it was fucking, fucking great. Like, from that moment on, I was like, this Kevin guy's pretty awesome. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I know who you're talking about now. At first, I didn't yeah. have any idea, but yeah. <laughs> That's fair. He's pretty great in there. I love that guy. That would probably right. be a good show. Good Pete the Werewolf and Kevin Malone. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I just want to eat. And then I just want to eat you. <laughs> that's how it that practically writes itself. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what's your number seven? So my number seven, this one's kind of funny. So this is uh, my number seven, Peter Molyneux. So you may not know who hmm. Peter Molyneux is, but I will fill you in. So Peter Molyneux is the guy who designed and created the Fable series for uh, the video game. Um, oh. So uh, the, <laughs> this guy is kind of like the – so the first one came out, and it was 
like a, a, like a classic. Everybody loves the first Fable game, um, which, I mean, it was a great game. It was where you actually progressed. You actually watched your character get older. It was it was different. No, nobody's seen the game oh, nice. before. So, um, so then the second one came out, and he hypes. The thing is with Peter Molyneux is he hypes these games up like to no ex, like no extent. It's just it just goes on and on <laughs> and on. Um, and then all the stuff that he promises in these games usually end up to be pretty ass. So the second one came out, and a lot of people didn't like it. I liked the second one though. It was too bad. Um, but same thing. It was the weird, you know, or not weird, but like the same character progression. So you'd start off as a kid and you'd watch yourself get older and, uh, different things that you did would make you a good person or an evil person. Um, and it's a cool idea. But then the third one came mm-hmm. out and he wanted to like do stuff that made games different, but it just made the third one really shit. Um, and I never played it because <laughs> I've heard it was just straight awful. But then, he goes on literally this one thing. This is, I think, one of Peter Molyneux's like biggest moments. So when uh, Xbox was coming out with the Kinect, which was the camera for the Xbox, the mm-hmm. idea for him was to make something more, I guess like the best way I could describe it or compare it to is like a Tamagotchi. There would be a person, it'd be a oh. game called Milo, I think, and there would be this kid that would know your name and he would... Uh, interact with how you moved around and it's so bizarrely weird. It was just like a literally like when you're watching the video, like a living kid just watching you and you would just keep your TV on as he just watched you and you, he would walk around in this pretend world. It almost feels sorry for him because he's like in this video game prison, but he would know your name and everything else. It's so weird. Um, but that completely bombed. Um, yeah, I know. And it's just really I wonder weird. why. Um, I I definitely recommend watching a trailer to this Milo game from Peter Molyneux. Uh, but yeah, Peter Molyneux is pretty infamous for his overhyping of games and everything like that. And then them coming out and just <laughs> bombing now. He had one great game and now it's just down toilet land. Yeah, I just coast um, off that the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember I did that one good thing though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the rest of shit. Yeah, now he just tries to cash, cash in on anything that has to do with, uh, like the Fable series. So, like, I think he tried <laughs> to make a Fable card game, like a digital Fable card oh. game, and then he tried to do, uh, oh, man, what was it? Kind of like a Fable Connect thing where you'd be actually swinging the sword and stuff like that. Just a bunch of shit. He tried to catch it, <laughs> but it never really worked. There was a microphone game called Hey You, Fable Chew. Fable Chew. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to rip off my own thing and Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Hey You, Fable Chew. <laughs> All right. All yeah, right. My number seven, Peter Molyneux. Nice. Uh, my number seven, this is uh, the last fictional character on my list. Um, obviously, he had to make the list because he's so cool, and he is so good at hurting criminals. Uh, good old Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone movies. 
at least the only Home Alone uh, movie that I recognize as existing. <laughs> but yeah, there's only two of them. <laughs> the rest are some alternate reality bullshit that I refuse to imagine happened in this reality. Yeah, I don't want to acknowledge it. They might know I exist. <laughs> but Macaulay Culkin as uh, Kevin McAllister was pretty great. Um, he really didn't have <laughs> much success, I would say, outside of that series. Um, I mean, he had a couple of other moments that weren't terrible, but he really quickly seemed to sour on acting and seemed to start phoning it in. But I, I really enjoyed him as Kevin McAllister. Yeah, he was uh, he was really good. He carried those movies where he's mostly on his own the entire time. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Jake Lloyd can't do that. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Young Anakin from uh, episode one. Whoa. Uh, he's pretty great to go all the way, though. Mm, I don't know yep. if that's true. <laughs> I know it's true. Single <laughs> all the way is one of the most Infamous, not infamous. One of the most famous cult <laughs> Christmas classics. <laughs> That's just because of like, that Sinbad in it. Everything with Sinbad in it has to be good. That's true. Look at the first kid. <laughs> Another instant classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Good times. So, yeah, even though Kevin yep. McAllister should have probably murdered those criminals with everything he did to them, <laughs> if physics worked how they worked in real life, but whatever. They had it coming. This is true. <laughs> yep. Um, That's I my number seven. Ish. Macaulay Culkin kind of did die out, but he was great in uh, The Page Master. Everybody knows that movie is one of the greatest cartoon animated films ever. Um, I never actually saw that movie. I remember it for sure, but I never actually saw it. That's pretty good. I, well, you know, it probably doesn't hold up, but I know a lot of people actually hate it. So I don't know if I recommend <laughs> it. But like, back when I was a kid, I thought the movie was awesome. He was good in My Girl. All right. Can't complain about that. Uh huh. Yeah. If I ever have to listen to the words my girl again, though, I'd, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. All righty. So, my <laughs> number six, you kind of alluded to earlier. Uh, I kind of just meshed the two together for the show Pete and Pete. Yeah. Yeah, Pete and Pete <laughs> is a great Nickelodeon show. Um I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. It was just one of the shows that it seemed like it was always on. Uh, and then now <laughs> my brother, my brother and me are try- are talking about them now on podcasts. They're trying to get the third season out on DVD. Like every other season's out oh. on DVD, but the third season because I guess there's some kind of like weird licensing thing with that one. So he's one of the brothers from Bim <laughs> Bam are like trying to get a petition together so they can try to get that third season on DVD. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> you know what? That answers a question that uh, they were talking about, um, like, lost TV shows of the 90s on the LCS Hockey Show the other day. And Pete and Pete came up, and uh, Tuffy was talking about um, that. I think he was like, I think Kevin Smith or somebody like that is trying to get the third season put out on DVD. And now now we know the answer. It's my brother and my brother and me, which I believe you said on that show that yep. he listens to. So that would be why. 
Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, they're doing their the best. Answers. They they talk. Uh, one of the brothers, uh, I don't know, it's hard to read them sometimes, but one of the brothers, uh, I guess, talked to both Pates about it, and they're both for it. <laughs> and uh, but they told them the reason why is can't they can't get the DVD. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of interested because the last two episodes on the podcast, they, uh, they're, they've been talking about it. So it's not like it's something that was just a spoof on one episode. They, <laughs> Justin's really trying yeah. to get it out there. So of course, I hope they, they do, I hope uh, they like do the same thing for the Andy Dick show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope they do the same thing for the Andy Dick show. So I can finally get a DVD release. <laughs> Jesus. I'm Andy <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I'm Tom Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. I would love to see that whole show again. Yeah, that's true. Both the shows. But yeah, I had people yeah. who had um, uh, pirated it, and I watched, I think, all of it in Iraq again when I was nice. deployed. So, yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still really great. It's a great show. The cast is super great. But number six, Pete and Pete. All right, good one, good one. Two Pete's for the price of one. Too many Pete's. Ah, <laughs> uh, my number six is a man we talked about last week on this show. The uh, the de facto star of Friday the Thirteenth Part One, Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> His name's Kevin. Yeah. The uh, star of such great movies as Tremors. And um, what are the good movies has he been in? Yep. Yep, trying to find another uh, one. Flatliners. <laughs> that was a good one, the original. Not the shitty remake. Um, oh, Super. I enjoyed him in Super. He plays like a mob boss in Super. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That one is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, like, uh, Stir of Echoes, I remember being not the worst thing in the world. Had what its about moments. Hollow Man, where you get to see his shape? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did like Hollow Man. That's a pretty his good one. Big shape. It was like the swimming scene in Friday the 13th all over again. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) But yeah, Kevin Bacon's always good in everything. I haven't watched that following show that he was on on Fox for a little while. It was started out somewhat decent and then just kept getting stupider and stupider. And I had to give up on it eventually, but he was solid. He's uh, he's good. He's a good, good actor. I like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, no, Kevin Bacon sounds too bad. What about Footloose? Did you like? Oh it? yeah, Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> I think I've only seen what Footloose about? like once in my life. That's just one of those movies you like. People talk about so much that I've like I've seen, but didn't leave much of an impression on me. <laughs> I can't say it's one I go back to often. Yeah. What about? Oh, that he was in Animal House. I think. Played? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen Animal House. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. All right. That's a good choice. That's a good grapples. 
good grab ones. All right, my number five. <laughs> here we go. Is Peter Bankman from Ghostbusters? Yeah. This guy's pretty great. It's a classic set of movies. I wish they made a third one, uh, but unfortunately oh, they never yeah. did and never will. Uh, it's depressing. Can't really do yeah, it now. It's a great it's movie. Yeah, they tried to, and they made what I would like to consider an abomination. So, um, <laughs> uh, we can just leave that at that. Until we can find a way to bring Harold Ramis back from the grave. Let's just let the Ghostbusters thing die. Not try to rebuild it again. The other night. Have you ever seen the movie Stripes? Uh, I have, but it's been a long time. All right, so I watched the movie Stripes before I joined the military, and I thought the movie was funny. And then I watched it again <laughs> the other day after I've been in the military for 11 years. And I <laughs> hate, 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 hate Bill Murray in that movie. If he was, wow, really? The thing is, it's like he's, he's playing the part perfectly, and he's doing a great job. He's playing Bill Murray, as he always does. But... I don't know if it's just because of my military mindset now, but oh god! Like if he was ever like one of my guys, I'd kill somebody. I'd just straight kill. Somebody. <laughs> oh, I can see like, that. I can't stand him in that movie. Yeah, like it's when you're on the outside looking in, it's like, oh, he's good. He's being funny and cracking wise and shit. <laughs> being against authority, but then when like you are the authority, I can see like you're like, oh god, <laughs> I don't want this guy around. Right. It's weird, but, oh, man, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't stand it. It was driving me nuts watching it, just filled with cringe. And then he tries to <laughs> run away. I was like, yeah, this guy's a giant vagina. That's why I was running away. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I just couldn't watch it. It was, it was really hard for me to watch. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I'm sure, like, most of his roles, it's got to suck for the people who are, like, actually in charge of him. Like, you're like, oh, don't fire him from the university in Ghostbusters. But really, <laughs> they should have fired him. He was just, like, setting up things where he could hit on pretty girls and shock the other people. <laughs> yeah. He was a terrible scientist. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. For us, it's like, oh, this is great. But really, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I definitely like... Uh, I mean, I I love 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 uh, Ghostbusters. Those are great great movies, and Peter Bankman definitely makes the movie for sure. So that is my yeah number whatever it is five I think. <laughs> uh, I think six. No five. Well, it is five. five. Yeah, he's by far the best Ghostbuster by far. And doodly doos. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. My number five. Going back to uh, a long-running Saturday Night Live cast member. Um, frequent. Uh, he frequently appears in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, that kind of thing. Talking about Kevin Nealon. Good old yeah. Kevin Nealon. <laughs> um, he had a lot of good. Like, he was really good on SNL. Uh, he's part of the whole, like, Phil Hartman, John Lovitz era, all oh, that kind of stuff. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. he'd do, like, the uh, 
the uh, subliminal, Mr. Subliminal, where he would like slip in things real quick. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Um, I love this yeah. guy. He was he was really great on that show. He, he does really good sketch stuff on other things. I've seen him pop up on stuff um, like Adam Sandler's early CD, like audio CDs, or he do like little audio skits. He would appear on some of those, and he was really great. Like there's one where like. Uh, He's uh he's going to or he's playing like a therapist and Adam Sandler's trying to get hypnotized to stop smoking and uh he just keeps farting the entire time and like Adam Sandler just starts laughing every time he does it. Even though he's supposed to be hypnotized. That's pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um so yeah, I mean he's just he's really good. I've heard him on podcasts and stuff. He's he's really funny. Um so good old Kevin Nealon. I enjoy your shenanigans. And he's good stand up too. I've heard some of his stand up. He's pretty funny. Oh. I have to give that a listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. <laughs> In terms of stand up's oh. name Kevin, he's definitely better than Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. A lot of people would be against whatever you just said. All right. Next, we're moving on to my number four. We're going to go with or Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Um, I love those movies. Uh, I'm really worried about the third one now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll see what happens, I suppose. <laughs> but I'm, it's I not love, looking good. I love uh, Chris Pratt in these movies. He does a great job. He definitely steals the show almost every time. Um, I don't think he's the best character in the movie, but without him, the movie wouldn't exist. Not as in like, oh, whatever. Like you, you need his personality in this movie, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it plays off of everybody else. So really, really love uh, uh, Peter Quill in these movies for sure. And uh, yeah, there we go. Peter Quill. Yeah, he's, he's he's very important. He's the leader, and he's kind of like the the main heart of the story, I would say. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, his family and that kind of stuff and his issues with his family. So, yeah, I, I definitely I enjoy him quite a bit. I uh, I hope something gets worked out for Guardians 3. Um, <laughs> I don't know that it's going to at this point. Yeah, I really hope they just bring James Gunn back. Bunch morons. Yep, all of them. They better at least use James Gunn's scripts, or else basically Dave Bautista said he's gonna walk. (laughs) He's just gonna ask to be let out of his contract if that happens. So it'll just be terrible. (laughs) Jesus. Well, we'll see what happens, I guess. The whole thing might be falling apart. But at least those first two movies are pretty great. Yeah. Dang, dang, dang. dang. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. All right. What's your number four? All right. My number four um, is, in many people's opinion, the greatest Batman we've ever had, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Voice of Batman on Batman the Animated Series. Um, yep. I've heard Kevin Smith say this. I've heard many other people say this, and I 
actually, I honestly agree that like when you're reading a Batman comic, like this is the voice of Batman that I hear in my head <laughs> is Kevin Conroy. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. It's just, it's a great voice. It's so fitting for the character. Um, as much as I, I mean, I love Michael Keaton to death. I think he's, he's amazing as Batman, but really this voice is just, when I'm imagining Batman, that's the voice I go to. Um, and he's also obviously reprised the role a couple times in some of those animated movies and the Arkham games, or at least some of them, <laughs> not so much the third one, but some of them. And he's just, he's really great. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. He's, he is pretty amazing. I, uh, he's, I guess if you're going to consider every Batman ever created, then that he for sure is the best. Just because, yeah, it just harkens back to his voice. And his voice is just astounding. Huh? There we go. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> oh, Can you hear me? Shit. Yep, I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. Had an incident. Oh, sometimes you pee <laughs> in her pants, and that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Looks like I got all those poise pads. Yeah. Gotta have them. All right. So, my number three. He is a director. Three, number three. Of greatest movies ever created. Um, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Frighteners He's is definitely the greatest for- movie ever made. Oh my god, I love Frighteners. I absolutely love that movie. That is pretty uh, great. And then of and of course one of his most famous you know, works of art is Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one everyone yeah, loves. And by loves I mean yeah. hates. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean Lord of the Rings is definitely my favorite, like uh I guess I don't want to say trilogy because there's six of them if you're counting the Hobbit movies. <laughs> yeah. Even though I like the Hobbit movies better than the original one, which is blasphemous because I mean the original is phenomenal, <laughs> yeah. but I think the Hobbit movies are dorkier and I like that more. So that's just me. <laughs> Interesting. I've never seen the Hobbit ones, but you're not gonna like. I know. Them. Too much fantasy. Yeah. I know you're definitely in the minority and liking them more than the originals. <laughs> I know. I totally am. I already know that I am, and that's fine. Um, that's just <laughs> me, though. I really, really love the Hobbit movies. I mean, they got a Goblin King. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I suppose. <laughs> but yep, that's my number three. Peter Jackson, director of The Frighteners. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, my number three is one of the kids in the hall, Kevin McDonald. Oh. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, obviously I've always been a uh, Bruce McCullough fan, most of all. He's my favorite kid in the hall. Uh, But Kevin McDonald is probably number two, or at least tied for number two with uh, Dave Foley. 
because um, like the two of them do a lot of sketches together and you know clearly write a lot together so it's hard to kind of separate between the two on certain things where it's like how much of this was him and how much of this was him but Kevin McDonald uh, is definitely one of my favorite uh, members of the kids in the hall he was kind of like the the one with like the dark curly hair um, the, like a high voice <laughs> a lot of the time yeah um, he uh, he actually was pretty skinny on that show, but I guess he used to be like a real fat guy <laughs> and lost a lot of weight. So you can kind of see, like, once you hear that, like, you'll look at him and you're like, oh, I can kind of see it. <laughs> oh, that's weird. See, now you put that in my brain. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> it is. It's really strange. But I liked him a lot. Uh, he obviously did a bunch of recurring sketches, stuff like um, where him and Dave Foley would do Simon and Hecubus. The like the who had like a show about like the dark and all this kind of stuff, and it was like a, how evil they were, but really none of nothing they did was that evil. <laughs> um, there was there was a recurring sketch where he was just like this guy, like Dave Foley would be like someone he worked with or one of his buddies, and he would always say like, oh hey, can I borrow this videotape? And then he's like, yeah, well I got to return it tomorrow. Can you bring if you watch it tonight and bring it back tomorrow? That's fine. He's like. Okay, we'll do. And then, like the next day, it would come, and he'd be like, "Oh, so did you bring the tape back?" Oh, it slipped my mind. <laughs> and he would just like do it for like days and days, and eventually, like shit would get completely out of hand. Um, <laughs> it was basically just him always saying, "Yeah, he's gonna do it," but he never did it, and it just got pretty great. Um, he was in a lot of funny sketches. Yeah. Including, oh, there's a great one in the first season that's like definitely one of the most classic called Citizen Kane, where it's basically him and Dave Foley are like at some restaurant. They're kind of talking about, you know, the movie they just saw. And there's like uh, Dave Foley's trying to mention, oh, I saw this movie the other night that was pretty great. And he basically starts describing it. And uh, Kevin McDonald's like, oh, yeah, it's Citizen Kane. And Dave Foley's just like, no, no, that's not it. And he's describing it more and more, and you can tell it's definitely Citizen Kane. <laughs> and, and, like, Kevin McDonald's just getting more and more upset. Like, it's Citizen Kane. I told you, it's Citizen Kane. <laughs> and, like, they go try to look in the newspaper to look at the TV listings, and he's like, here, look, it's Citizen Kane. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> so eventually, like, Kevin McDonald, like, flips the fuck out and, like, stabs him through the hand. <laughs> And like basically like uh Dave Foley's like, Wow, that's mean <laughs> And he's like, I think I need like uh one of those vans to come take me away to the hospital. He's like, You mean an ambulance? No, that's not it. <laughs> Kevin McDonald just gets like flips out again and like starts stabbing him in the chest now with a knife and basically murders him. <laughs> Jesus. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, right. Kevin, Kevin McDonald is pretty awesome. He's he's way up there on, on my kids in the hall list. Even though there's only five of them, but still. <laughs> so good, though. Yeah, I love that show. They're my yeah. favorite sketch group by far. Indeed. Alrighty, well, I guess we'll go on to my next one, which is number two, with Peter Parker. Two, number two. Peter Parker. Oh, I hear he's Spider-Man. Don't tell anybody. Um, yeah, 
Well, if you watch Spider Man <laughs> Two, everybody already knows. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you just can't keep that secret for the life of him. Not at all. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, Peter Parker's pretty great. Uh, I mean, he's fucking Spider Man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking Spider-Man. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Give it to him. Hi. He's shooting his web in his anus. <laughs> shooting his oh. web in his anus. <laughs> Spins a web any size in the anuses of guys. I can see Dave Foley coming back as Mr. Feeney. In a, a reboot of uh, <laughs> Girl Meets World. World. No, no, not that. That <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> That's like the other Home Alone movies. Just pretend that didn't happen in the Ghostbusters yep. reboot. <laughs> but yeah, Peter Parker, he's pretty great. He does the thing. That is pretty great. I like the new Tom Holland version, probably the best of all the movie ones. Yeah. I agree. I'm very curious what your number one is. Very curious. Yeah, as you should be. We shall see. I don't know what you're All right, well, my my number two. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my number one is kind of obvious, but uh, my number two is uh, really, really close. Like, if my number one was named anything else, or if, you know, we were doing another list with a different name and this guy had a different name, like, like this guy is really, really high in my list of people that I look, admire and, like, I enjoy. Um, so if there was for any other, you know, list, basically, this guy would easily be number one. Uh, he's that great. My number two is good old Kevin Feige. I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Kevin Feige. (laughs) He is the uh, basically the head of Marvel Studios. So he is the architect and the man behind the entire MCU. And has been since, you know, the first movie, since the first Iron Man. He has been the guy, he's been a producer on every movie. He's been the one who's been kind of overseeing everything, making sure that, you know, this leads into this, and and this, you know, post-credit scene leads to this. And he's the one who, like, hires all the directors and helps with all the casting and all this kind of stuff. He is the basically the guy when it comes to the all of the Marvel movies that we've had so far. Um he gets interviewed in like all of the you know interviews for like every movie basically, <laughs> so he's very he's very out there publicly, um, and he seems like a really good dude. And clearly he's done a great job uh, keeping this whole universe on track, which a lot of other people have tried and failed completely at. <laughs> so it's kind of amazing what he's done, uh, creating this whole expanded universe like this, and making everything fit so well. So uh, Kevin Feige. I tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah, he's, he's pretty great. Hero. <laughs> 
They even in uh, the first Deadpool, the uh, the pizza box that like uh, Deadpool brings, and like he when he gives it back to that girl that like the guy was harassing her, like he gives her the pizza yeah. box afterwards, and uh, it says like Feige's Pizza. So it was kind of like a shout out to uh, to Kevin Feige, even though it was not one of his movies. Oh. I guess they were just kind of you know a little inside joke there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very so. interesting. He's uh he's cool. pretty great. <laughs> like everyone in the movie uh industry definitely is knows this guy's name and they talk about him a lot in like all the movie shows I watch <laughs> cuz obviously he's a pretty big player. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go on to my one number one. And that is Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan, I knew that that one was going to be number one right away. I love Peter Pan. I think I, the idea, the story, and everything about him is pretty great. I love that he lives in a world called Neverland. Butter. I love that he's just just chilling with a bunch of lost boys, just kind of just being a kid, never growing up, just having the time of his life. But then I love the story where he has to just kind of grow up. A.K.A. <laughs> so, one of these days I will. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love the whole mythos of Peter Pan. So that is my number one. Peter Pan, cool as shit. Robin Williams did a great job playing him. And I wish they could make. Yeah. It. I, I do like the reboot of what they did in like 2004 or two or something like that. Um, I like that like movie with the uh, the blonde haired kid. I enjoyed it. <laughs> hmm. Never saw that. I feel That's like there it. is more to the Peter Pan mythos than I probably know. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, there's a lot going on. I like the movie, yeah. uh, uh, oh, God damn it, Finding Neverland with uh, Johnny Depp. That was a great movie. Um, the whole, like, making of uh, the Peter Pan. Um, but, mm. yeah, there's stuff that's darker in it. Like in Hook, you have the the mermaids in there and there were beautiful mermaids with different colored hair. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. But in the actual story, there were like straight up evil mermaids. And uh, that's why I like the nice. movie that came out because you actually saw that they were more like uh sirens. They were beautiful, like from a distance, but if you got closer to them because they would attract you with their looks, they try to bring you down and drag you down and uh, eat you. So you'd actually see that in the, uh, the movie that came out and they were like creepy as hell. So good. <laughs> That's cool. Did you ever see that shitty pan movie that came out like three or four years ago? No. Nope. That's <laughs> probably for the best. I myself to watch it because I've heard it was so horrible. <laughs> yep, that's all I've heard as well. Just why did they make this shit? Yep. Trash. All of it. Yep, that's my number <laughs> one, though. Peter Pan. Right. I'm going to guess your number one is Kevin Spacey. Yep. Ever since he touched my schmeckle when I was a little boy. <laughs> I've been a big fan. <laughs> I like his work. What can I say? <laughs> you said he was trying to get my magic powers. <laughs> 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 and he said he was able to absorb them. <laughs> but to never tell anybody. 
Oops, and now I've just told, well, one person because <laughs> no one else is listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep, Kevin Spacey's my number one. Or might it be Kevin Nice. <laughs> might be. Yeah, it's number. He, Kevin Smith is my number one. Um, I don't think this is a big shock to anyone listening to this. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. Uh, but I'm definitely, I've been a huge Kevin Smith fan for many, many years now. Um, obviously, his, you know, his old movies, I really enjoy quite a bit. Um, and really, whether he ends up making any more movies that I like, I don't really even care because he's just such a good dude. <laughs> and I like listening to his podcast. Um, those in and of themselves give me so many hours of entertainment that it's fucking, I don't, he's just, he's earned his spot in my book as being just a great dude. And, um, like you hear, he just seems like a really nice person. Like his interactions with his like family members and his daughter, like he's got a great relationship with his daughter. And like, um, recently I watched this, uh, this one show called Collider Movie Talk, and there was this guy on there all the time, uh, John Schnepp, who he was like he's one of like the commentators on the panel, and he does a lot of producing. Like I guess he was behind like Metalocalypse and uh, like Space Ghost and stuff for uh, Adult Swim and that kind of stuff. And he directed oh, okay. a uh, documentary in the last couple of years about um, basically that Superman movie that Kevin Smith was working on for a while, and then he got taken off, and Tim Burton was going to direct it with uh, Nicolas Cage playing Superman. <laughs> Like, uh, and then that oh, obviously God. never happened. <laughs> but so John Schnepp made this movie about like what happened to that movie, like what, what the backstory was behind that, the making of that movie and what happened, why it didn't end up coming to fruition and all that stuff. And so he ended up meeting Kevin Smith during that uh, process. He interviewed him a bunch for the movie. Um, there's a lot of those interviews in the movie. And like him and Kevin Smith became really like quick friends and that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, John Schnepp, like, passed away um, about a month and a half ago. Um, he just kind of had a stroke out of nowhere uh, and died. He wasn't even that old. He's probably, like, in his – he's probably like 50, if that. Um, Damn. And it was really – it was a real bummer. And I guess, like, uh, his his widow, essentially, his fiance, um, kind of reached out to Kevin Smith to help her kind of – work on the projects that he had in process, like try to get them finished so that, you know, his work can get out there and can live on. And I guess Kevin Smith is working on that stuff with her. So he's kind of, it just makes him seem like, I'm like, this is just such a good dude, like to take this guy's projects and make sure that they get finished. It just, it, it warms your heart in a good way to know that there's people out there that'll, you know, try to do the right thing. Dang. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's just a good dude. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good choice. Everybody loves Kevin Smith. I've never really got yeah. much. I mean, he's cool, but. <laughs> I love his podcasts. They're so good. And finally, it seems like Scott Mosier is back, so they can start doing Smodcast more often, which is my favorite of all the shows. Um, it's the original and, and my favorite, because it's just him and Scott Mosier together. It's just just good magic stuff. Magic. <laughs> That's the show where they just kind of go on on weird tangents for a long time, and it's pretty great. And 
hence the movie Tusk. <laughs> exactly. That's where that was born from. And that podcast, honestly, was better than the movie ended up being, but <laughs> whatever. We still have the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That movie's pretty great. It's Yeah, it's not bad. I don't hate it. It's better than Yoga Hosers. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into uh, the next installment of our franchise thing, let's polish off the Weird Al stuff real quick here um, with the most recent album that Weird Al's put out. So this will be the last one we're doing as far as parodies. Um, five parodies on this album. The uh, I like the originals on this album a lot more than the one at, the one before. Um, I thought the parodies were kind of a little bit weak sauce. Some of them have grown on me a little bit, um, but they're definitely not my favorite. Um, this is the Mandatory Fun album from, I believe, 2016, so not all that long ago. Um, the first song on this album is a parody of Fancy by Iggy Azalea. And it's called Handy. Um, it's mm. not not about what you think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no massage parlors in this story. Just a uh, just a guy who likes to fix things. Uh huh. Likely story. <laughs> Yeah, it's got okay. some decent lines, but I think the part that really just didn't click with me on this album is today's music sucks so hard that <laughs> even when you do parodies of it, they can't really be that good. Because <laughs> yep, it's just I like, oh, it's not good. <laughs> um, this next song, this is uh, this one's a rough one too. I can't say that I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, this was a parody of Royal by Lords. Um, this is a song called Foil. Uh, it's basically like two different verses. Um, I guess the only two things you can really think of that you would do with Foil. Uh, foil's not a very rich topic as far as like, oh, I'm going to sing a song about Foil. <laughs> it's basically like the first verse is about like wrapping your food in it so it doesn't get moldy. Um, and the other verse is the one we're going to listen to. That's kind of about like 
you know, tinfoil hats and conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. Um, really, neither one of them's great. <laughs> so let's just get through it. We'll just suffer through together. <laughs> Please. Oh, by the way, I've cracked the code. I figured out the shadow Cause I made this hat from aluminum foil. foil Where it had this foil lined In case an alien's inclined To probe your butt or read your mind Looks a bit peculiar Seems a little crazy But someday I'll prove There's a big conspiracy Yeah, uh, I mean, I get it that foil rhymes with royal, but sometimes <laughs> that's not enough to support a whole song. <laughs> uh, sometimes as in almost never. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think anybody who knew um, me growing up knows that I love foil, but I'm not going to make a song about it. <laughs> nope. There's just not a lot of things you can do with foil and make a song about them. So, whatever. Uh, Next, moving on, is a parody of Robin Thicke's song, Blurred Lines. Um, This is a song called Word Crimes. Uh, (laughs) Nick recently told me that uh, this song, (laughs) he always thinks of this song every time he reads a certain person's Facebook posts. I think you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty accurate. Um, So here it is. Here's uh, the song Word Crimes. You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions. Keep in mind. 
was pretty. I, I kind of like that one. That one's got some uh, got some good stuff in it. It's fun enough. Yeah, it's fun on that one. That one's actually kind of like, I don't know, just fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's one part of the song where he mentions a cunning linguist, which is just pretty good and somewhat risque. It's like a good, you know, oh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be dirty, but just shy. <laughs> 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 um, this next song, not so much. <laughs> uh, this is a parody of a song I fucking hate. Um, a, a band I fucking hate. <laughs> I don't know why this is a thing. Why people have decided that this is a thing that we need in our lives. Um, because it's just god awful. <laughs> oh man, this song is a. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. In the edge of what our seats building. now. <laughs> this was a parody of the song Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Oh, you know what's um, weird is I honestly thought that that's exactly what you were going to choose, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not against what you're saying. I'm also not a big fan of Imagine Dragons. I don't know if hate is the right <laughs> word, but yeah, for some reason when you said... It's a song I fucking hate by a band I fucking hate. I was like, I bet he's going to say Imagine Dragons. I bet that that's what he's going to say. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. It's just, I don't understand. Like, this this doesn't even feel like a song to me. It just feels like a random collection of things that don't actually have any kind of melody or any <laughs> anything propelling the song forward. It's just kind of bleh. <laughs> There's just oh. nothing to this. It doesn't feel like an actual song. <laughs> and I can't say that the Weird Al version, you know, was like really able to elevate it. Um, it's not all that funny. Um, I wouldn't say it's hilarious. It's just basically, it's called Inactive. Um, it's just kind of about doing nothing, which kind of is a good description for, you know, what Imagine Dragons do, I feel like. <laughs> but... I don't know. There's Overall, ones that make me feel like they're doing too much. There's like way too much <laughs> stuff. I wouldn't really say they're inactive. They're too active. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. But none of it like coalesces together into any kind of actual product in the end. It's just right. I'm going to be over here hitting this wood block. You go over there, do your thing. <laughs> none of this makes a song. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> It's going to be good, though. Uh, Yeah, so here it is. Enjoy.
not bad. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> don't care for it at all. Your hatred for Imagine Dragons can't carry over to it. It's kind of fun, man. <laughs> I'm waking up. Cheeto dust. I mean, that opening line. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. what you're saying during the chorus, but waking up with Cheeto dust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, it's so inactive, really inactive. Just not exactly uh, hard hitting in the comedy department. Yeah. I can see that. Um, see that. Well, then the last one on here is a parody of that happy song by Pharrell Williams. Um, and oh. this one's called Tacky. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the song. I hate the happy yeah. song. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't like this song either. Because he opened with the, the day that we went to go see him last year or whatever, two years ago. Yeah. That was a weird choice to open with this one. We'll go with something a little more, uh, <laughs> a little more interesting. But well, this one's all right. There we are. Here it is. against it but <laughs> all right I, I do like the part about like are you pregnant girl or just really fast that's pretty great yeah that's the only line that <laughs> I really really like from that because that's pretty hilarious it's weird that he goes he does that he doesn't even know well maybe no that's pretty great <laughs> that part I do enjoy um all right so how say you as far as best songs off of uh, this group. Oh. <laughs> here on this one. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm not completely against <laughs> the inactive one. I know that you hate it, though. Um, what was that one that was okay? Um, word crimes, I would say. Yeah, word crimes, I'm cool with. That one's funny. Just yeah. I think of Troy. <laughs> um. um uh, yeah, I don't know if any of the other ones really even deserve to be in there. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm cool with just word crime sense. Yeah, that might be the way to go. Hopefully somewhere down the line we look back at the CD and go, yeah, that was a pretty good CD, but not the case today. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't hasn't aged long enough yet. It's like a bourbon. You just got to let it age for a couple decades. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's true. All right. Well, I guess that's that. We now have our uh, our list. So I'm going to have to start putting together a, like a bracket. Um, and whenever we can get Larry, uh, hopefully, to come on the show, and we can do the uh, the bracket tournament for the Weird Al parodies. Yeah. That long last. Cool with that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's see. Um, because um, I'm flabby. <laughs> oh, there it is. Why did I do that? Okay, uh, well, let's talk about uh, the next installment of our franchise that we're working on here. Um, here's a little uh, little intro. And by little, I mean beautiful. <laughs> Quite. So I did right watch, to the chase. I did watch this movie uh, an hour before we began. Um, Pepping nice. said the movie's not an hour long, so I had to do a little bit of skimming. <laughs> there, is, um, there is some stuff you can watch. skim through for sure. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I did. Uh, I, I did watch it. Oh, by the way, two weeks ago, uh, I think. before we get too okay. far into this, the movie we're looking at this week is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. We did Part One last week, so we're doing Part Two this week. Mm. Good catch, good catch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So you kind of uh, you kind of skim watched it. You know? Yeah, I kind of just kind of skimmed through it, just trying to pick up all the pieces that I watched it. Because, I, I mean, I watched most of it uh, two or three weeks ago. Actually, Jesus Christ, that was, yeah, it was about three, three or four weeks ago now. Where does time go? It feels like <laughs> yesterday I was at AC. Um, but, yeah, so I, I watched it again this morning. I do have some, some more of my famous fancy notes that I had the pinprick. Pick, 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 <laughs> Me too. Pick, nitpick. Nitpick. I had there about... A of these I had about maybe three quarters of a page last time. I got a full page and a half this time of notes. <laughs> Dang. I never have a page, page and a half. Sentences. I don't have, I can't take that many notes. <laughs> yeah, they might not have full sentences. Again. <laughs> mm. I got to say, first off, I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I know really? we were throwing some shade on it last week, but... I like this one a lot. I would definitely say I like this one more than the first one. Hmm. Maybe I skimmed too much. <laughs> um, I think it's... Um, man, I don't know. I like the first one because it's suspenseful because you don't know who the killer is. Technically, you don't... I guess back then, you didn't know who the killer was in this one. I mean, you could assume that it's yeah. Jason. 
but <laughs> you, you don't kind of know. That's true. And it's a uh, very different Jason than we're used to seeing. <laughs> this is like the Hills Have Eyes yeah. version of Jason, or like fucking wrong term yeah. Jason. I definitely wrote some notes down. We'll get to that part, though, uh, in a little bit. But, yeah, essentially this movie <laughs> starts off with, what's your name, Chrissy, Kersey, Kermanamines? Close, Alice. All right, perfect, Alice. You're so close. I felt like I was right on the cusp of success there. So it starts off with Alice, who was the survivor of the last one or the first movie, yep. and essentially what happens in the beginning of this movie is she's having some nightmares. It's such, I mean, it's just a, like a flashback of, you know, the first movie, kind of just, let's let's catch let's catch the audience back up <laughs> of what happened in the first one, which you don't really see in movies, especially like sequels and yeah. stuff. But back then, like this, these four movies, they did that every single one from uh, two, three, and four. So it's weird that that happens, but I guess I'm not completely... It kind of makes sense because... Think about it, like the early 80s, they weren't really VCRs yet. So it's not like people had this movie at home and they could watch it. Like the, probably the last time they saw it was in the theater fucking a year or two before. <laughs> oh, true. That is a solid point. I didn't, I didn't think of that. So I guess this does make sense. But then again, Star Wars didn't do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I guess people, a lot of people like, did go see Star Wars multiple times. So maybe that's what they were banking on. Oh, or they're just well, like, yeah, the crawl will fill it in good enough. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, the yeah, Galactic War. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a couple things in the, the beginning of this one. So she's she's done having her little panic attacks, and I think she calls her mom <laughs> um, at some point, and she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of describing what's going on. And then she's still kind of just wandering around, hearing noises around the house. And then she gets another phone call. Oh, who can it be? <laughs> nobody. There was nobody on the line. So that makes me really yep, kind of think. That old trope. Does Jason know how to use the phone? Is he calling the people and just not talking? <laughs> what, what, what was the point of that? Or did her mom call back yeah. for some god unknowing reason? And then Jason flips the line. None of that's explained. I just like to nope. think that Jason's like picking up the phone and prank calling people. That's my theory. <laughs> He wants to say something, but he's so, like, malformed that he can't talk. <laughs> he really just wants to communicate. That's what this is all about. <laughs> it's essentially just one wandering AA meeting. <laughs> I like that this opening scene tries to throw, like, all of the uh, pointless fake-out jump scares at you. Like, oh, here's a cat. <laughs> yep. Another one is when she goes to the shower, and we all see yeah. her in the shower, and the cameraman slowly follows her into the shower until it gets to the to the shower curtain. And then she opens up <laughs> the shower curtain, but the cameraman <laughs> didn't scare her. It just pants in the next shot. She walks out of the shower. Like, what the fuck was that? Was she was just shaming him. <laughs> Don't you know I'm naked in here? Get out. <laughs> it's the cameraman. weirdest, weirdest scene ever. Because you think that, it, oh, the cameraman could be Jason. But no, it was just the cameraman, and she just walks out of the shower. And I was like, what the fuck was the point of this thing? Yeah. And why did they have her take a shower anyway? Like, 
normally that's like, oh, so they could throw in some nudity or something at least like very revealing. There wasn't any of that, so it's just like the cliche of someone taking a shower <laughs> fucking for no reason. Yeah, no, it didn't make any goddamn sense because um, she just woke up <laughs> out of a nightmare. So you think she tried to go yeah. back to sleep, and she already did the water on the face. So she did the water on the yep. face and then a shower? That's too many things. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> That's the thing is I always remembered back to this movie being like, oh, yeah, the first like five minutes of this movie show what happened to Alice and Jason comes in and kills her. It's like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's it way too goddamn long. Yeah, it's Jesus. I was looking at it because I was watching the scene. I was like, oh, God, I'm never going to be able to skim through this movie because this very first scene <laughs> of where Alice dies. I'm sitting here watching forever. <laughs> but that, we have to see every one step of the routine. The first movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, have I to don't watch understand. The whole thing. That's yeah, good. Sorry, sorry. Fifteen sorry, minutes. That that sounds about right. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> I also like Way that after long. Jason kills her, her tea starts boiling, and Jason's like, "Oh, I better take the tea off." <laughs> 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 I did write that one down as well. Yeah, that is hilarious. It's like, oh, Jesus, I hate loud whistling noises. <laughs> That's my one weakness. I'm, I'm like a symbiote. Going on. Fire and sound. It's, it's, it, it was the moment where she started making the tea, because just prior to that, she asked the cat if she was hungry, so then she started making tea. Was she going to give the cat tea? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> she holds the cat down, pours like boiling water down its throat. Here, kitty. <laughs> oh, why? And, and she was going to give the, the cat old tea? There was just tea left over in that pot. And then she just decided to reheat <laughs> that tea. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. I didn't understand. It didn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, I know you don't like tea, but you're just heating up the water. You have to add the like the tea bag later on. So I guess old water is oh. not really an issue. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> you gotta become a tea drinker. I get you. Except for I'll never do that because that's <laughs> gross. <laughs> I know. I love tea though. Love gross. It. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for your family. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, this first scene was definitely way too long. Um, but once they get past that finally and we get into the movie proper and start meeting the actual characters, then I thought this movie started getting pretty pretty damn good. Like I, did I like didn't this think cast. they yeah, they were. They had a little bit more personality than the first one. They definitely had like some kind of unique traits a little bit. I'm not gonna say they're fully fleshed out characters, but like they at least did feel a little, you know, like characters <laughs> with different personalities. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do like that. Uh, old Ralph was in this one as well. I didn't even realize that oh. when I watched it. Poor Ralph. <laughs> This is uh this is the movie where Ralph got the axe. Or not even axe, but just <laughs> he got uh, like barbed wire to the neck and shit. Dang, I didn't even know that. I guess I must have seen Oh yeah, part. Ralph dies in this one. 
He's like he's uh, outside. He's outside, like peeping on them. Like <laughs> I think he's watching the one girl change practically. And then like Jason just comes up oh, from behind him while he's by a tree, and like barbed wires his neck to the tree and shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, all right. So I do remember that from a couple weeks ago. That okay. Yeah. I do remember that. I was wondering who that guy was when so I first is... watched it, but now I know who he was because I didn't watch the first <laughs> one. Uh, they should have kept him around a lot longer. I would have like kept him around, made him a bigger part as it went on. Like one movie, it's just all about Ralph versus Jason. <laughs> would have loved it. That was <laughs> We find out he's like some secret backstory. Like maybe he's Jason's dad or something like that. It could happen. <laughs> Interesting indeed. Interesting just want more crazy indeed. Ralph in my life. Yeah, Ralph's pretty great in that. <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> but yeah, so this this movie, um, they they introduce a couple of the counselors on their way there. Um, we see this crazy, uh, kooky, redheaded guy played by a young Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I was gonna say. Wait a <laughs> But that guy fucking, like, being an alcoholic saved that guy's life. <laughs> oh, Which is pretty true. ironic. Because he's like, he just stays out partying. He's like, where did we find an after-hours club? And he just never goes back to the campus. So he, I guess, has no idea that, like, all these people got murdered there. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah. He totally lives through this. He's like the one movie where, like, the comic relief guy actually, like, lives through it and stuff like that. That's crazy. Like, he doesn't even get chased or anything. He just literally has no idea of what happened. <laughs> like, that's pretty lucky. Because he doesn't even come back at the end of the movie. He's no, still not at all. Yeah, he's just out there ha- having a good time. <laughs> Alcoholism saves his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this going. <laughs> Nick, it's Thursday. Oh. Calm down. That's why. <laughs> I do like when we start getting introduced to some of the characters, like the really hot chick who's in there who's just running around. There's oh, the guy yeah. who brings out a slingshot and... uh slings a rock at her ass while she's running. I don't know why he had to use a slingshot, but then he's also proud of the fact that he used said slingshot because after he hits her right in the ass, she turns around, she gives him that, that dirty look, but he like mm-hmm. unveils the slingshot like, yeah, this was the tool that I use. And then she turns <laughs> around and she's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy, he got me. So it's just kind of Oh, weird. you. <laughs> It's weird that he used a slingshot. <laughs> he could have just thrown a rock at her ass and said, now she yeah. got wealth on her ass. It's not like they were that far away, like a slingshot. They need that extra distance. Nope, you're right there. <laughs> kind of strange to me, but all right. It's weird. I like that the hot, when the hot girl goes looking for the dog, and uh, they're like, oh, hey, you know, lunch is ready. She immediately just gives up and is like, okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> Fuck this dog, I'm hungry. <laughs> I do love when the dog actually goes 
up to Jason and it's looking at Jason. I know, like, oh, that's probably the end of this dog. Then the camera goes to a quick pick to them actually cooking the hot dog. I was like, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. That's pretty great. (laughs) But then the dog lives somehow. Mm -hmm. I guess Jason just doesn't feel like killing dogs. He's only after people for some reason. Which is weird. Isn't it the dog that the that that one couple found? I thought that that was that muffin dog. Yeah. The dead dog on yep, the way that's to the same camp dog. Oh, I don't know. Because the dog shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. Which is a horrible scene. Yeah. Oh, the one. Yeah. The one bad thing about this movie is the ending. <laughs> the ending makes no sense. But we'll fucking we'll get there. Um. They, they, yeah, they dropped the ball on that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of it. Um, so, yeah, I guess best looking, uh, while we're talking about that one girl, best looking girl of the movie. Um, it's her. We're going to go with uh, with Terry, <laughs> the one who goes skinny dipping. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. She's pretty goddamn gorgeous. Vicky is, is definitely my second choice. Um, I like Vicky, the girl who, like, wanted to bang the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one, too. I don't know. I like that one chick who had the bigger boobs. She had that, like, dorky <laughs> thing who's also got that sense of adventure. I was like, oh, she's kind of cool. She reminded me of, like, a boy who just happened to have big boobs. <laughs> Like, her face was very, like, boyish. (laughs) There was, like, certain scenes where it's like, oh, she's all right. But then other times it's just like, oh, she looks like she's one of the Corys who just happens to have big boobs. She looks like a gay boy. (laughs) But she does have boobs, so that makes you at least confused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think we're done here, ladies and gentlemen. We are done. <laughs> oh, here's here's a category we can continue on from horror movie to horror movie. We'll do it throughout this whole franchise, and the next time we do a horror movie, we'll go with that as we'll continue till we have an all-time winner. Uh, we'll do best-looking final girl. So Alice from the first one or Ginny from this one? Better looking. Uh... Alice. Hmm. I would probably go Ginny. It's not really a a great contest either way. <laughs> like, really, neither one of them are all-time world beaters. Um. Shit. I don't know. Ginny's. She's got that blonde eye. I don't like the blonde eyebrows. The people with those blonde <laughs> eyebrows always freak me out. <laughs> I guess I could see that. <laughs> It's too like albino ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> you got dyed in my brows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fix oh, man. Just gotta fix that shit. I don't know. What do we do? Do we let the face decide? Do you have your lucky dice? <laughs> oh, I've got my lucky dice. All right, hold on. Let me grab it. <laughs> or maybe I'll just oh, go, Alice, because it's not like I'm not like dead set against it. Like, they're kind of about equal. Alice is cute. Alice is cute. Yeah, she needed longer hair, or at least better hair. <laughs> yeah, 
I liked her hair in this one where it was a little longer. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, we'll All let right. it go for Alice. Uh, or Yeah, as of now. I'm sure someone will be here soon. <laughs> yep. Knock her off that pedestal. Right. <laughs> best kill. Who are we giving the best kill to? Even though I already know what this, I already know what the best kill is. Nothing. <laughs> Actually, this is probably one of the best kills in all of movie horror movie history. Wow. <laughs> See, I was kind of tied between two. Oh. Where are you at? <laughs> Where are you at with your? Two? Um. I was thinking it's either the guy in the wheelchair who gets macheted in the face and then goes down the stairs in his wheelchair. <laughs> that was pretty right. good. And the other one was the spear through the two people who were having sex. <laughs> now, that one is really good. That one's really good. But honestly, the best one is clearly the wheelchair guy. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Everything happens so fast. It's like in the room with Tommy Wiseau going to get flowers. And he's like, oh, hello, doggy. You're my best customer. (laughs) It happens so fast. He's just like, oh. Then machete to the face. And then for some reason now he's falling down the stairs in the pouring rain. That scene (laughs) is just glorious from shot to shot. It really is. You just see him from behind coming down the stairs. Yep. You might think to yourself, why hasn't he fallen off the wheelchair yet? I don't know, but who who cares? This shit's fucking gold. (laughs) Yep. That's that's probably the entire reason they had that character be in a wheelchair, is just so that they could have that moment of him going down the stairs. (laughs) It's not to give handicapped people hope, I tell you that. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) I like that this this is still the 80s, so you can get away with this being the second movie where it's still all white people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the third one is some black people, but they're in a gang, so I guess that's, that's still okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to worry about like diversity hires until until later on in the series. <laughs> it was a different time, different time. <laughs> a better time. The world wasn't just so politically correct. I like uh, I like when uh, they first like the guy is giving them you know telling them all about the camp and stuff and giving them you know all the backstories and all that stuff and he's just like he busts out the uh, the line from Anchorman about bears spell- smelling the menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> and so girls good. keep clean during your menstrual cycle. He <laughs> 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 like just rushes through it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty great line. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I did honestly, like that they... Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I, I did like that they put it at the Packenac Lodge, so it's not just... It's not like it's at Camp Crystal Lake again, which kind of makes yeah. it better than just, oh, they keep trying to open this camp and people keep dying. I mean, it's on the same lake, so it's still kind of iffy, but at least they are trying to open it somewhere else and, you know not just go to that same camp. Although you could kind of get away with that for this movie because it's just like, oh, yeah, this old lady kept killing people there, and now she's dead. So you you would probably think, okay, now it's safe. But right, I did like but that they tried to move it a little bit. Juju. The weird thing is, is this movie, because I heard it in uh, the movie itself, 
was five years after uh, Pamela died. Yes. Which leads yeah, me to would... really kind of like wonder about the uh, how canonical everything is because if you think about it, <laughs> it's it's like. We're five years into the future already with the second one. Now we're going to go to the Tommy mm-hmm. Jarvis stuff. What, what are we in? Oh, the God. 2000s when he's older? <laughs> yeah, and no one has a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> or anything. It's still so, 80s technology. Have they never mentioned the year? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's definitely like a weird alternate universe where nothing ever <laughs> moves forward, fashion-wise or technology-wise. <laughs> they never still Everyone's hair Jason looks like the 80s. All. I don't know anything about, about Jason in this movie. Yeah. About Jason. Oh. Yeah. Other than that they call him a frightened retard, which you can never get away with these days. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that will not fly in the next reboot of Jason. <laughs> They, uh, they yeah, they don't like explain that, so. Jason at all, which is kind of annoying. And they don't really set up like, so was he alive this entire time then? And if so, why was his mom killing everyone? Because they let her son die when he didn't even die. <laughs> exactly. So has he been living in the shack the whole time? Or was yeah. he still was he hiding from her? And because this is five years in the future, he's like, 15-year-old boy who's just got retard, like, elder strength? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, you grew up like Jack? I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't understand that one bit, which was very strange. And I think that's kind of why I was listening, I watched some of the special features, and uh, the original director from the first movie and Tom Savini, who's, like, you know, the famous uh, makeup artist guy, who uh, did the first one? Like they both didn't want to come. They both didn't come back for this movie because uh, basically they're like, well, no, Jason's dead. This doesn't make any sense to bring him. You know, to have him be alive. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like we're not coming back. <laughs> so they're lost. Yeah, they kind of. <laughs> I guess Tom Savini did come back for at least part four, like the final chapter. Like he came back for that one. So he didn't stay away for for too long. I guess originally, much like the Halloween series, this series was supposed to be like an anthology series where it would just kind of be a different story every time. But much like with Michael Myers, like Jason, or this kind of this story basically became so popular that they decided to just keep going with this instead of you know moving on to some of the, something else. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is kind of weird that this like Friday the Thirteenth is such a great name, but it really doesn't make sense for this series considering like I think only the first one has anything to do with Friday the Thirteenth, and even that it's not like she was doing this because it was Friday the Thirteenth. It's just kind of like oh, I gotta stop this camp from opening. <laughs> it just happens to be Friday the Thirteenth. They don't even really mention that it's Friday the Thirteenth, do they ever? I think, like, the when the one guy, like, the guy with the mustache is getting a ride home from the cop, I think they mentioned something about it being Friday the 13th. Like, oh, it's, you know, there's a lot of crazies out. It's Friday the 13th, uh, something like that. There's, like, a real brief mention, but it's definitely not, like, a major plot point. Hmm. Interesting. So it's kind of a... 
kind of a strange name <laughs> when you think about it, because really none of the movies have anything to do with that. If they had to rename it, what would it be renamed? I guess the original name for the first one was supposed to be like A Long Night at Camp Blood, which is probably too long of a title, but maybe if you just call it a Camp Blood, that might be, you know, that would be something. That would dry in. <laughs> if I could mention, like if you thought about it, like horror movies, or no, like sitcoms in the 90s, anytime like the kids are like, we want to go see a movie, and like which movie are you going to see? Oh, we're going to go watch Camp Blood 4. <laughs> That's like that kind of title. It's like the ones that people That's true. on. Slaughter Homes. That 13. is true. There's 13 Slaughter Homes. <laughs> Hasn't anybody those, learned? I mean, to be fair, those were the titles that they actually had. Like, there's like a Slaughter High in the 80s and stuff like that. It's not like out oh, of the weird. ordinary. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not completely. Camp Blood. I mean, I guess I you couldn't even... Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, that would be fine. Cause then so like, it goes to like Manhattan, then it's like, like Camp nice Crystal movie. Lake. <laughs> Jason goes to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, that movie should never have been existed. Never existed anyway. <laughs> I haven't made it there yet, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, what? It doesn't make it. None of this makes any sense. Because why is Jason trying to kill all these people? What is his motivation? <laughs> I get why true. he went to go kill Alice because she killed his mother. But what is he trying? Why is he trying to kill all these people? Speaking of killing people, so I really like. At the end of the second one, where she puts on the sweater of Pamela, I liked that idea. I don't know yeah. if it was well executed or not, but I think that for the most <laughs> part, it's a, a it was a super cool idea. Um, I don't, I, I may have skimmed through this as well, but did they go into detail in how she knew that it was his mother's head and her mother or his mother's sweater and who Jason even was in the movie or is she just, I don't know. Um, well, there is, there is a scene early on where like the first night they're all having a campfire and, uh, what's his name? Like the main guy, Paul, I want to say, but the the main blonde guy who's running the camp, he does tell them yeah, the whole Paul. like legend of Jason and like, Oh, a lot of people say he's still out here somewhere, uh, that he's, you know, still alive and killing people and all that stuff. So he does kind of mention all that stuff and all the stuff that happened with the mom and all that stuff and how that she got killed. And he mentions, I believe, that Alice got killed as well. I guess people know that by now. It's five years ago. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, he does mention all that. So I guess she does have some kind of a background as to what this was. So I guess she kind of assumed that that was, you know, his mother's head. He's going to build a shrine to something. It would be his mother, (laughs) I would think. This makes sense. This makes sense. All right. Yeah. Cool. We did try to kind of address that. Um, (laughs) I will say, as far as Jason goes, it's uh, it was weird seeing him like there's the part where like uh, one of them gets a chainsaw and is like coming at Jason and he kind of like cowers and stuff. It's very weird seeing Jason like act like a person in this movie. He's not like the yeah, omnipotent, true. just fucking badass that he's in like the later movies. He's actually just kind of like, oh god, no, a chainsaw. 
Yeah. I did forget about that. This is not, it's not a bad thing because he is, you know, he's, it kind of makes sense for his character, I guess, but he wouldn't, you know, he's still very much human at this point, it seems like, anyway. He's not yeah. like undead yeah, like yeah, he is yeah, later yeah. on when he gets brought back by lightning and shit. <laughs> oh, I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Although he does um, take a good well, machete to the, you know, to the shoulder and seems pretty fine after that. So I don't know if he's so totally Jason human. So in this one, he wore the pillowcase instead of the hockey mask. Um, he had one mm-hmm. eye hole. He didn't have, he didn't have no, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to, he, he didn't have enough gall to do two eye holes, I guess. So he didn't want to see <laughs> that much. He just wanted to see a little bit. Um, so he Which makes me think, like, uh, does, yeah. his, uh, does his tiny eye work? Because he does have an eye on that side. It's weird and small, but is it just for show? Like, does that eye literally not work? Um, well, I don't know. we got to ask Sloth, because that's exactly <laughs> who he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> does your eye work? Hmm? Chocolate? Sloth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was hey, you guys. You're not answering my question, <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> but yeah, so he making me very face. angry. They unveil his face-ish, um, but the first time they unveil the face, you don't get to see it. And then it goes to the yeah. part where we were talking about where Muffin shows up, and they're like, "Oh, Muffin!" <laughs> and then they could have ended <laughs> there, which is like one of the still shots of like Paul looking up and smiling with a dog in his arms. But now they have Jason blast through a window and capture whatever her name is. But he looks like a bugbear, like straight up like <laughs> long hair, uh, kind of like yep. with a uh, like a, a beard. Kind of thing, not really a full blown beard, but just like these crazy long sides. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of stubble. Sure, he's definitely got long hippie hair. He really does look like one of the guys on a like wrong turn, especially with him wearing like fucking overalls and fucking flannel and shit. Yeah, I know. Which is another <laughs> weird thing. He is wearing a flannel and overalls, um, which is the first time and I think only time you ever see Jason in overalls. Yeah. <laughs> you think in the '90s they would have brought that back? When all the cool kids were doing it. <laughs> I think Megan wore them. I think I wore them once. <laughs> then you were shamed out of it. Well, like, what are yeah, you doing? Well, the cool thing was I'm sorry. Put the overalls on, but not have one of the buckles in. You didn't yep. just have one buckle. What a weird... What, the <laughs> 90s was weird, man. It really <laughs> was. It was a strange phase. I can't even understand why people were thinking on some of those. God, I love the 90s. <laughs> yep. Stupid as it was, I would go back in a second. Oh, I know. <laughs> so would I. Oh, man. Good so times. Good times. <laughs> but anyway, let's see what else in this movie. In my notes here. Uh I did like the uh, the interactions between Vicky and the guy, and uh, I think what's his name, Mark, I think, in the wheelchair. Their whole scenes together were so fucking weird, and I, I kind of enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, well, the one thing, like, they start talking about, like, hockey, or, like, she's like, what's your favorite sport? And she's just like, 
the one with the puck. She says it like all like sexy and like like she's flirting or something. But it's like that's not very like that's the worst flirting I've ever heard. <laughs> the one with the puck. What is sexy about that? You know. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. Is like all right. Maybe you said make a joke about high sticking or something. I could understand, but <laughs> the one with the puck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now I'm getting hot. It's like oh, this is so weird. <laughs> and I like when she basically like asks him about like whether his dick works or not. Like, Just your legs that are paralyzed. Oh yeah. And we never really get a good answer. He's just like, oh, I do all right one way or another. <laughs> it's like, hmm. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean yes or no? <laughs> Does that mean you just eat her out because you can't get it up or <laughs> explain this to me? <laughs> I want to spend the next 20 minutes of this movie finding out about how your dick works. I <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> like when he's like, uh, what should we play for? And she sees like position. I'm like, okay, now that's good flirting. That's good for the most part, except when you realize that he's in a wheelchair so, really, your positions are pretty limited. Pretty sure you're going to be on top, lady. <laughs> That's kind of insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. And then when she goes back to change, she's like changing for their big, you know, big encounter. She takes off like her black underwear, puts on these like weird poo brown underwear. It's like, yeah, now I'm sexier. It's like, seems like a weird choice. And then she took the I perfume like and like sprayed it directly sprayed it on, on her crotch. vagina. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's going to be a lie. little overpowering. Well, at least it'll get rid of that smell. It doesn't smell like long-drying yeah. silvers anymore. <laughs> now you've got this weird mix of smells. <laughs> You're just gonna be that crying. I did that the other night. <laughs> Last weekend, I, yeah, are burning. And I put some. I opened up the pants because I had to try that out to see if it worked. Of course, it didn't. Because that makes no <laughs> sense. But I had to do it because I saw it in a movie once. <laughs> I like to uh, aim it directly into my urethra. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. Because <laughs> it's very awful. <laughs> But when I come, it smells amazing. <laughs> it smells like Calvin Klein. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, here's, here's another note I had. Jason gets kicked in the balls in this movie, and, and he makes a very, like, human noise. You're used to, like, you know, Jason being this inhuman monster. But the noise he makes when he gets kicked in the balls is phenomenal. I literally oh, I rewound it and watched it like three times. <laughs> it was it was so good. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so definitely check that part out. Um, yeah, and I guess the yeah. ending, I guess we could talk about the ending now. After uh, They have the whole Jason burst in through the window and grabs her in slow motion. I guess it's supposed to be like an homage to the first movie where a little kid Jason just kind of grabs Alice from behind and in slow motion and shit. I guess it's supposed to be like that, but this is so much less satisfying because that actually happened. And then it just immediately cuts to the next day. <laughs> There's no word on what happened to Paul, who was right there. Um, Ginny is apparently fine, but I don't know why, because Jason was just grabbing her last we saw her. <laughs> Did he just let her go? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. They really just dropped the ball. I'm like, I, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, the ending didn't make sense because, like you said, like Jason comes through the window, grabs Jenny, and then Paul's gone. Yep. And that that just didn't make a, a lick of sense. At least, like <laughs> wait, the next day, just have Paul. Just be, let it be the yeah, guy. Yeah, have him show That's the shit. body or something. If he's dead, show the body. If he's alive, show him in the ambulance or something like that. But. I did, like I said, I watched the special features and read some stuff online, and they kind of said that basically the original intention was that he was dead, and they were going to cut away to show, you know, the head, and the head was going to open up her eyes and smile. Basically, it was supposed to indicate that Jason had killed Paul, which really, that sounds just as confusing. Because <laughs> I really wouldn't wow. tell you, oh, yeah, Paul's dead. <laughs> But and apparently that part looked too silly. What? Did he, like, go and try to save Jenny and then got in the way of his machete or something? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah, I don't know. doesn't make any sense. I mean, no, I would imagine that if Jason was in there, he would kill them. But why would he just kill Paul? Why wouldn't he kill Jenny as well? How is she alive still? <laughs> They kind of just cut away from half of the story, it seems like. Well, <laughs> there's that, I guess. Well, that's the movie, though. Well, there's, a, that's true. there's a lot of conspiracy theories. I guess in the next movie, they start out by saying, like, oh, Jason killed this many people last night. And, and people are trying to do, do the math, and, like, it does, it wouldn't make sense that Paul was included in that number. But then it's like, uh, yeah, I guess some other people were refuting that, saying that that number is not really accurate and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of a mystery, I guess, as to whether Paul is actually alive or dead or what. So you think they would have mentioned that later on in the series or something, or maybe if he is alive, they bring him back or something like that. But it's just kind of nobody knows what happened to Paul. <laughs> That's weird. And doesn't make sense. Maybe he's yeah. Jason. <laughs> that is the part of this movie that that's a real kick in the pants. It's just like they apparently did not know how to end it and just kind of laughed it, did not do anything. <laughs> I guess they tried to do the whole thing with the eyes opening and the, the smile on the mom's corpse's you know, face, but they're like, it looks too silly, so we just took it out. It's like, how about oh. you just show Paul being dead or something? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, give me something. 
Because you look at that head, you can tell, like, you're kind of waiting. They really zoom in on that head. It seems like the face is about to, you know, the eyes are going to open. But oh, I know. it just never happens. <laughs> they spend a lot of time on that head. I know. For no reason. To no avail. Yeah. <laughs> so I did look up the uh, the official kill count of this movie. Um, I guess it is nine or, like I said, possibly ten if Paul is dead. Um, I guess Pamela in the first one, she killed nine. So, so far we're at about nine people in the movie. We'll see which one is the uh, the most kills, I guess, of all these movies. Keep track of Ooh, the, the body call. count as we go along. <laughs> yeah. I just realized in Monster Hunter... I'm 10 seconds shy of playing this game for 100 hours. Holy shit. <laughs> now you should just never play it again. <laughs> I, I have to. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's about it because we're running out of time. Let's see what time mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't gotten kicked already, so that's good. Yeah. Um, all righty, everybody. Well, this has been another great episode with uh, – from the original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. We're just janking around in here. Always remember to flip <laughs> your tip and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.